Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. My plants are doing well. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Jumping right in. That's good. I was worried that you all were worried about mm-hmm. my plants, and I wanted you to know that they're doing well. I okay. actually did think about your plants the other day after you told us that you brought them in from the cold. I thought, oh, I, wonder, I hope those plants lived. Thank you. And now it's so warm here. And they're thriving. They're thriving. Yes. You have the biggest chives. Yes. I have ever seen. <laughs> the scallions. Scallions. Yes. Oh. The scallions are... Scallions. So here's what happened with that. I I planted all my herbs last year, and I had... I got these, like, decorative buckets mm-hmm. in which to plant my herbs on my deck. Um, they're just buckets. They are buckets. I mean, they're wooden. They're wooden. So barrels? Yeah. Is that more but accurate? Decorative. But decorative. Yeah, decorative. I mean, you know, they're supposed to look like they're aged and were used for something. And then I stopped using them for that and like chopped them in half and started planting herbs in them. Stopped using them to like age your whiskey. Yeah. (laughs) Using them to grow herbs. That is the narrative that I developed around these barrels. They're they're from like Prohibition. They were they were old rum runner barrels. Yeah. Whole story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they're no longer useful. They got a leak. Um, Passed down to the family. And so I had to I had to repurpose them and I took my axe, <laughs> chopped them in half, and now I plant herbs in them. Uh, but I had one left over after I'd planted all my herbs. I had like one more barrel and I was like, well, I could just not use this decorative barrel or I could experiment. So I started uh, just trying to like, what if I plant a garlic bulb and I grow some garlic chives? How easy is that to do? Or like... like or not a garlic, but just like a clove, mm-hmm. you know, just like leftover. Like I'm cooking, I'll take one clove, stick it in this bucket, see what happens. So I did that with some scallions, chopped off all but the bottom, <laughs> stuck them down just, in there. I'm sorry, you're just trying out random things, leftover bits from cooking. I just uh-huh. like, got a little bit of pepper left. Let's see what happens with a little bit of pepper. That's exactly what I was trying to do, just see how easy it is to grow different things. Because you, there are a lot of videos that get oh. surfaced to some people on Facebook about how easy it is to grow things. No, wait, when you say to some people. To some people, how easy it might be to grow things in, you know, le- from leftovers, basically. Mm-hmm. Like from your, you know, you're chopping. And instead of throwing it in the compost, which is what I normally do, I stuck it in this bucket mm-hmm. and to see what would grow. <laughs> and the scallions grew really well. And then winter came. And, like, I had harvested most everything, and I just left the scallions because, like, I don't know, I didn't need them that day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's okay. The scallions will die. I will plant new ones next. You know, I don't need to preserve mm-hmm. these scallions. They just kept growing They're through so the big. ice storms, through the snow, through, uh, uh, I mean, torrential rain, everything. Nothing can stop these scallions. What? They're huge. Yeah. You've never seen scallions this big. They're kind They're, of scary. Yeah. I, w- I want to see these scallions. <laughs> I have to see you I want to see these scallions. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like a fern. Like the bucket yeah. looks like it has a fern in it, but it's not. It's just several scallion plants. They, they have little like flowery heads on them now. What did you make? I didn't know that happened. So <laughs> I didn't made a know new that, species of plant. I, I, I didn't know all scallions her, grew those. <laughs> her weird experiments in the bucket. They all joined together and, and created some sort of 
plant Voltron. What did you do? Listen, if it tastes like, like mainly what was in there were garlic and scallions. So if it tastes like garlic and scallions, it's going to be delicious. And I'm going to put it in everything I cook. <laughs> anyway. And then Cindy's on Shark Tank in a year like, hey, sharks. Hey, sharks. <laughs> I was I was just busy cooking in my kitchen one day and I threw my scraps in a bucket. And guess what I made? <laughs> Uh, I think they're just what happens when you plant scallions and leave them. Um, yeah. But I just didn't, I didn't know. I I, di- I certainly didn't know scallions would get like a flowery head. Although it does make apple and onion make more sense to me now. Because like the, cart- the, onion, the children's yeah, cartoon. Yeah, the children's cartoon. Like the mm-hmm. head of onion. He's not upside down. Like that's the flowery head. At least this is my theory. I don't know. I haven't. Uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't called the creators to confirm. Did you know? You knew what would happen. <laughs> you should send them pictures of your scallions. <laughs> Say, hey guys, this looks just like your cartoon. Did you mean? Did you mean to do that? I'll just I'll set an apple next to it and just send them a. I'll make a funny meme. Ha ha. Look, or something. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which social media app do you think that will fit best on? Mm. <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest. Actually, yeah. Pinterest. Um, I, yeah, I, but I they're just, grown real well. Just so. had to look that up to confirm the the, the buds, and they're, they're they're quite pretty. But I like that the article was called "Bloomin' Onions." Why do some scallions have flowers? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you love a good bloomin' onion, though? Oh, well, you get little baby ones there. Hey, I know I'm I'm curious as to what's going on under the soil, like what that, you know, the little bulb at the bottom of a scallion. Like, what is that looking like now? Like, how big is it? I mean, one up. Yeah. Well, I want to, but I'm also just like, how much bigger can this thing? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I just want to see it keep growing, too. I'm torn. Uh, There's one big one. And then there are two that are still quite large, but like satellite scallions. That's the mom. (laughs) Yes, it's me and Charlie and Cooper <laughs> yeah. in onion form. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but don't worry. The plants are all doing well. The herbs are coming in nicely. Other than the, you know, the lemon balm just won't. I don't know. Mm. Maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know how long the germination time is. Maybe it's just lagging behind naturally. Don't worry. Late oh, bloomer. <laughs> don't worry. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not too worried. You're not. Lemon balm. We'll check back in next week, though. I'm gonna yes. Sydney's plant corner. <laughs> Is that your theme song? Is that? Yeah. That was, that was so that was like good. mellow and nice. If it was, I mean, if I had a plant corner, it would have to have a mellow theme song, right? Like, yeah. that's not going to be an intense moment where you get an update on my plants. I think this is the best thing that has come out of this year has been you weren't really a, a huge plant person before this no. is true and then uh-huh. quarantine we were all inside and mm-hmm. last spring right after we all were you know moved moved into our homes for the next foreseeable future mm-hmm. sydney was like you know what i'm gonna get into plants and you did this is true Ju- justin and i decided homesteading <laughs> justin picked woodworking uh-huh. you picked plants plants <laughs> I like I have flowers too, but I I gotta be honest. I prefer my edible ones. Hmm. All my edible babies on the back deck. <laughs> edible babies. No, that's those are good. words I don't like together. <laughs> if, if people can say fur babies, can I say edible babies? No, because people don't eat their pets. <laughs> well, but I do eat 
my herbs and my veggies. They're not growing yet, but I will well, eat them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that you both picked a skill that it's like, look, we don't know how this pandemic is going to go. But <laughs> <laughs> if we need post-civilization survival skills, we got them now. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> um. I, I got into baking bread for a little bit, but it just wasn't as satisfying as all the hmm. the plants. I just made a lot of donuts. Yeah, you did. You did make a lot of donuts. I made a lot of donuts. <laughs> not as useful as a survival skill. Tasty, but they not were tasty. like... <laughs> now, who knows in the, in the afterworld if perhaps donuts arise as the form of currency mm. that we trade in. Who knows? <laughs> I hope so, because that's the one thing this pandemic taught me. You can get me to work for donuts in most situations. Like, Yeah, this is true. I don't even like donuts that much. Why well, did that, I pick donuts? What is... <laughs> I don't, I don't, under, I don't know. I, I, I mean, how do you not like, the, I can't go there with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. This so is when questions. you start extolling the virtues of runts to me and, or whatever. D- or runts. dots or dots. Dots are good. Dots, that's what no. it is. I knew okay. it was some sort of bad candy. <laughs> Charlie also likes dots. Uh-huh. Charlie has bad taste in candy too. Charlie has good taste in candy. Mm. Except she also likes candy buttons. I can't get behind that. Anything that oh, you don't you don't like to eat paper that's slightly sweetened. <laughs> I it, it, anything that tastes like a color is what. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Charlie likes. Um. So, uh, this week I don't have anything. This I week I have nothing. <laughs> I I want to talk about Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, <laughs> hey, that was good. <laughs> I had. I didn't realize when I started watching episodes of this how like that theme song was I mean I hadn't I wasn't even thinking about it and then it just it it happens and I was like oh it just took me right back <laughs> it just like it was like a flashback scene where I was just like knocked back into the 90s. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I that I love that theme song. It was always kind of spooky. And got mm-hmm. you excited because you knew what was what was about to come on. I had the yep. same experience. I was like, oh, yes, this. This is good. It was a little spooky. I had never seen Space Ghost Coast to Coast before. Really? I think it's one of those things after watching some I'm aware of, like, peripherally in, in my past. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I remember it being on the TV, but I did not consume it actively. Um, I was a little caught off guard. The, that theme, by the way, the um, theme song is called uh, Hit Single. by sunny shirak wrote that hit single i like the name um i didn't realize until we decided to do this episode well i made you guys uh that (laughs) you decided (laughs) yeah i decided uh i didn't realize what uh, an important sort of place space ghost coast to coast held in like the evolution of animated series aimed at adults or, Mm -hmm. or older teenagers i didn't really i don't think i understood that at the time um and i wonder if part of it is so it came out in 1994 originally and in 1994 i would have been what 11 mm-hmm. so i i wasn't watching it when it first came out it was like a couple years later that i really got into oh, well not that long because justin and i watched it when we first talked you know in the parlance right. of children <laughs> Right. When we were were talking. You're using that correctly. Yes. I'm when very we impressed. We're talking. Um 
I was like 12. So I guess I would have been watching it in like 95. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it felt like it wasn't a stand. I mean, maybe that's just memory mashing it all together. It didn't feel like it was a standalone. It felt like it was part of that whole pantheon of, uh, you know, adult animated shows that I would come to love. Yeah. But it was sort of the first one. Yeah. Which is wild to think. I, I didn't realize that, Tay. I, I mean, that makes sense, though, because I feel like I, I think I started watching it before you did, Sid. Um, because That's I don't possible. Know, I remember watching the New Year's countdown that they had. That was pretty early on into when they were when it was on the air. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, because there was nothing like it at the time. It, I, that was the appeal. It felt subversive. It's like, who can, how did these people get control of these old clips and make this thing and put it on the on the TV? It feels like it shouldn't be there. <laughs> so I, I watched some videos to try to break that down for me and like read some articles to try to figure out like, how was this a thing? <laughs> yeah. How did this happen? And it sounds like it was really just this sort of quirky, obviously brilliant idea because how many times would it be replicated? But this sort of quirky idea that could be done low budget and they were given a low budget <laughs> and it it really succeeded based on the fact that the original Space Ghost cartoon was not very popular so it wasn't like nobody was precious about the footage mm-hmm, they were right. like well that if you want to use these clips like that's fine like yeah. nobody was too worried about preserving mm-hmm. the image of Space Ghost the character because it wasn't a, a very popular series back when it was on in like the 60s, mm-hmm. which I realized, too, I never knew where that character. I knew it was an old cartoon, but I knew nothing about Space Ghost. I did not know that. Yes. So Space oh. Ghost originally came out back in the 60s and he had like he was like a superhero mm-hmm. on Hanna-Barbera came out with this kid's cartoon. He was a superhero who had like two teen helpers or kids <laughs> who helped him and a monkey. OK, yeah. yeah. And the four of them did space adventures. <laughs> and All right. Yeah. And Zorak was one of the villains. Mm-hmm. And Moltar was like a lava man or something. <laughs> he was a villain. <laughs> yeah. And Brack was a villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just wasn't uh, like, a, I mean, I'm sure some kids loved it, but it wasn't a huge hit, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so then it sort of went away and then was revived in talk show format yeah. in 1994. Which is like, if you just think about that idea i don't know it seems like something you'd come up with tay <laughs> uh, thank you but <laughs> but mike lazo came up with this this concept and they didn't give them like a lot of money or space or anything the crew to like put this together they were like okay if you want to do this weird thing fine and it was one of the first things that like cartoon network made and put out there as their right. own original content okay yeah and uh, the basic idea originally was we'll just have Space Ghost interview celebrities. So did you see, did, did you just like watch a mix of the best of Space Ghost yeah. or that kind of thing? There were a few uh, videos on YouTube mm-hmm. that were like 15, 20 minute long compilations of best of Space Ghost, Coast yeah. to Coast that I watched. The original conceit was why is Space Ghost, have? why does he have a talk show? He... He just wanted something to do. He wanted to stay relevant. I, you know, like it, they don't get into that too no. much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he forces, you know, Zorak and Moltar originally to be his co. Well, his music 
yeah. musical director, yeah. his, his band leader and like producer mm-hmm. because they're his prisoners. So he just makes them. Okay. And then he interviews popular celebrities of the day. Mm-hmm. The way, Taylor, have you read about, because I was wondering, I don't know if you always wondered this too if he really interviewed these people or if they just spliced together unrelated questions and answers. I've always wondered that because I, I rewatched it from the beginning and I, I I will say the early episodes, which are far more interview focused, I didn't remember those as vividly. And that was like how there was some questions that clearly they had been asked and they were answering directly. And then some, it was clear that they were manipulating their answers or they answered a different question and subbed in space goes asking something else. But I, I, I am curious how exactly that worked. So I, I was curious about that too. And what it sounds like, initially what they did is they would have people interviewed by an actor dressed as space ghosts. <laughs> so, and then they would just put it all in the animation at the end. But that way they would have like a person to interact with. Uh-huh. Um, which is why in the in this movie in this thing i was watching about it they were saying that in uh the episode where space ghost interviews the bgs <laughs> the bgs mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they they're just like laughing uncontrollably yeah. for the entire thing yeah. it's because the the actor they had dressed as space ghost was doing a shakespearean accent oh my gosh at asking the questions and the bgs were just like i don't know what any of this is <laughs> i don't understand what's happening what is this show what are you doing what's your deal and they just laughed so much they couldn't even like get their answers in there like they couldn't use a lot of the footage because they were just cracking up the entire time that's amazing i i was that's that's makes sense but i also really wanted to know like a lot of the interviews especially the early ones they're very antagonistic like mm-hmm. the guests do not seem thrilled some of them get kind of combative with space ghost i'm like I, I mean these were big celebrities at the time and then they're asked to like do this pretty goofy interview like was that real or was that the shtick of the show like these celebrities are all kind of angry to be on this you know this <laughs> stupid talk show in, in part, it was real. Uh, from what I read, especially in the early years, they they very much, um, well, one, the celebrities who were going on the show had no idea what was happening. Mm. Oh. Uh, like, who? what is this show? I mean, there was nothing <laughs> like it. And yeah. so, like, even if, you dis- even if you were to describe to them, here's what's going to happen, you would still be like, and Space Ghost is going to interview? And it's a cartoon? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? So, like, nobody really got they didn't get it, so to speak. They didn't get mm-hmm. the joke for the most part. Um, and so they think it's just an interview. And then when Space Ghost would start saying sort of like rude or I clearly have no idea who you are and I don't really care about you sort of questions and things like that, they were genuinely taken aback. Like, what is what is this? And some <laughs> of them would get the joke and some of them would be like, I do not, I do not understand mm-hmm. <laughs> what is happening here. Um, I guess it got a little less that as time went on and especially because like the celebrity it became really popular and so celebrities got the joke uh they would genuinely ask those questions and answer them but then they would also animate in different questions sometimes oh so whatever the the guest is saying is not it's not in response to the question they were asked Mm -hmm. they've put in a new question once the animation is happening um, so that so that it can sound more bizarre, yeah. more surreal. So like sometimes, yes, that was the question, that was the answer, and then other times the two intentionally sound disjointed because 
they just made stuff up. Yeah. I, I think I definitely prefer the celebrities that either didn't get it or seemed offended by it than the ones that seem yeah. like as much as like I love Jim Carrey, but like Jim Carrey is like along with it the whole way. Like he's making funny voices too. Mm-hmm. Like it's clear like he gets it. I'm like that's funny. But the one where like he does the Gilligan's Island episode and he interviews like Gilligan, but the professor and the professor is really antagonistic towards Space Ghost. And now it makes so much more sense because it's this old guy arguing with a dude in a costume. <laughs> it's it's so funny to think. Eventually they switched it so that George Lowe would just call, that he's the voice of Space Ghost would mm-hmm. just call in mm. and they would just talk. If, so eventually they changed it because probably because that was so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and did they have the the, the voice actor for uh, Zorak as well? Because a couple times, like early on, the celebrities were like, and, and who's he? Oh, he's a bug. OK. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I you know, it's interesting. You got to wonder, like, what they were looking at and being shown i want to see that so badly i want to see the raw footage of those interviews with them talking to the people in the space ghost costume that's so funny i want that especially like it just wasn't something that exists and so like the idea like now (laughs) if you were asked to do this there's like a context for it like oh one of those shows where there are people and there's animation and it's silly and okay i kind of see where you're going with this like adult swim like right yeah but like this was the precursor this was what led to in part adult swim mm-hmm. so nobody knew what was happening right i guess your closest approximation would be like the muppets and this was not the muppets <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> i didn't realize both Go ahead. equally great by the yeah. way just didn't didn't want to get accused of throwing muppet sure. shade love the muppets just very different. very different yeah the muppets are far more professional <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the muppets would never no. much higher production value <laughs> Uh, I I can't believe how I I mean I knew this was definitely a precursor to Adult Swim but how much it predated it because Adult Swim didn't come along until 2001 so this was significantly before and really laid the groundwork because they did this and then they did like Harvey Birdman right like Attorney at Law Mm -hmm. (laughs) like a lot of the things that spun off from this that sort of Aqua Teen Hunger Force like that came from that yes I saw a part of the episode where Aqua Teen Hunger Force was on. I was wondering if you Space knew Coast, Coast so, to Coast. So you were familiar with Aqua Teen Hunger Force? I yes, okay. I don't remember being aware of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, <laughs> but as soon like as a- I saw the characters, I was like, "Oh, I know them." I I what did I watch them on and looked them up? I was like, "I don't know why this is the Adult Swim show I remember uh-huh. because it came out in 2000, the year I was born." So I obviously was not like old enough to be aware of these characters but i definitely was i was wondering when they showed up in that episode i was thinking yeah. like if riley has no context for aqua teen hunger force this is gonna seem so <laughs> although that was the that was before like the first time yeah anybody would have seen that was before aqua teen hunger force so you would have been like is that a are those fries talking what's that ball of meat a like meat what wand? is happening <laughs> what but they also, I mean, because I was watching the, the first season and they premiere the, uh, I know it was the first episode of Powerpuff Girls, the, the one where they fight the, the, the dude with the meat gun. Yeah. And like that was a premiere on Space Ghost. I, I remember that from What a Cartoon, but I didn't realize that that's where it showed. Well, I think, I think it really broke open this idea of what, like what cartoons can be, what jokes we can make and who... In part, it was part of the conversation, which is not, it was not alone in any stretch, but like of who watches these things. Mm-hmm. 
because this was not aimed at all. I mean, it, they were interviewing adult celebrities. Yeah. You're not going to be watching this if you're like six. Right. Like, what I imagine that? Charlie would not be very into Space Ghost. Charlie space likes space. Brack. Okay. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, I want to talk more about some of the other characters and what happened after Space Ghost and the music, too. But yeah. before we do that, let's yes. check the group message. Uh, first of all, I know that a lot of us are getting back out into the work world. Maybe we've been working from home, maybe doing a lot of Zoom calls, but we're uh, now we're going back out there seeing seeing people in person. And you've got to dress professionally on the top and the bottom again. You know, <laughs> you may have been neglecting that. No oh, more. No. <laughs> I know it's time to wear pants, but you don't have to be uncomfortable when you put on those dress pants because of Beta Brands dress pant yoga pants. So you can go out into the world feeling just as comfortable as you did on those Zoom calls where you were wearing sweats or yoga pants on the bottom. Or no pants. Or no pants. Mm. But now you are work appropriate because you're wearing dress pants from Beta Brand. Uh, they are incredibly comfortable. They're functional. You can move around in them just like you're wearing workout gear. Uh, they feel great all day. Uh, they're wrinkle resistant. They're stretch. I mean, they're, they're really, I've been a big fan of these pants for a long time. They were my go-to work pants, especially for long days in the hospital, making rounds or, or examining patients. Um, and then when you get home, you don't feel that need to like immediately remove your work pants because mm -hmm. they feel so good. They, they last into the evening. So I cannot recommend Beta Brand Dress Pant Yoga Pants enough. Taylor, if our listeners want to get some, what should they do? Well, right now, our listeners can get 25% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash buffering. That's 25% off your first order for a limited time at betabrand.com slash buffering. Find out why people are ditching typical work pants for Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants. Go to betabrand.com slash buffering for that 25% off. So I've been doing college from my home for the mm -hmm. past year. But it's looking like maybe next next semester I might be back on that back on that college campus scene. Sure. So there's a there's a you know several things I gotta check and make sure I have before I head out on campus. Maybe I'm heading to the library at night. Gotta get in that late night study session or going to grab some dinner with friends. Um, I usually do the typical pat down for my phone, my keys, my wallet, all that kind of stuff. Um, but recently I've added one more thing to that getting back on the college campus life checklist, and that's my birdie. It is the newest essential addition to my routine because it's a little cute personal safety alarm that's super easy to carry and super easy to use. When it's activated, it emits a loud siren and flashing light to help deter an attack, and it's no harm to you, which is great for me. Um, someone very uncoordinated and clumsy can't hurt myself with it, <laughs> which is great. Um, and it comes in fun colors, so I want to carry it. Mine matches my keys. I have a little pink lanyard for my keys. Mine's a very cute little pink color. Um, I keep it on me all the time. It makes me feel safe when I'm walking around at night, you know, can't, can't see what's going on around you. I always feel safe with my, with my birdie. Um, so if you want to buy your birdie today for a safer tomorrow, Tay, what should they do? Well, She's Birdie is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com slash buffering. That's She's Birdie spelled S-H-E-S-B-I-R-D-I-E.com slash buffering for 15% off. So we alluded to the music of Space Ghost. I don't know how much of that you would have gotten to hear. A little bit. A little bit. I, I'm i trying to remember when. So they, they came out with a CD because the music was so popular. Space Ghost Musical Barbecue. Mm -hmm. um, 
which was I'm trying to think when that was originally released. Um, I don't know, but <laughs> I had it. We played it in my car nonstop, Taylor. Yeah. I, I don't know what this says, and Sydney, I feel like you'll agree with me, but the, the two albums that I think I could sing start to finish from like my youth are the Rent soundtrack and Space mm-hmm. Ghost Musical Barbecue, <laughs> and that tells you everything you need to know about me. Well, May I also contribute the um, Once More With Feeling oh, yes, well, yes, soundtrack? That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yes. <laughs> yes, this is very true. But yeah, uh, I loved it. I, it. I just thought everything about it was so funny and there was so much of Brack because mm-hmm. um, Brack would go on to do Brack Presents the Brack Show starring Brack <laughs> well yeah because they Brack came on became one of the like the third host of Space Ghost eventually mm-hmm. and you know sometimes shows just they you know you add that third host and that's where the magic comes in that, right. that was really it for <laughs> that me ha- I mean yeah that happens a lot <laughs> it really right? just completes it. it are you the right? Brack uh, well, I, uh, chronologically, yes, but I don't, I don't know if, if, uh, <laughs> symbolically. Are you Space Ghost or Zorak? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Are you Space Ghost? Probably, right? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I think I'm probably Space Ghost. That's what I figured you were going to mm-hmm. go with. Yeah. That's fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you're, and you're hurling insults at me. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <That's>, all right. <laughs> just in the background going, hey, everybody. <laughs> was this the precursor for still buffering yes did this lay the groundwork the original podcast space goes coast to coast yes in many ways <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i the i just thought it was also funny and then the like the especially the stuff that brack would do in the like other music that would be released um where he would tell stories about owning a monkey and about going out to dinner and I mean all of it like I memorized all the monologue yeah. in between the songs <laughs> which weren't even songs um, but it it holds up stuff like what day is it and and beans I mean my kids love that stuff <laughs> I sent you a video recently of Cooper singing the bean song because yes. she will just break into it randomly. Like when I sent you that, she was eating cereal and she just started singing the song about beans. It was very good. <laughs> um, I, was, I liked I Love You Baby. That was a good one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Love song for the ages. Smells like Cartoon Planet. <laughs> uh which I guess, and that's things that I don't, I don't know that I ever realized about the show. Like, I definitely knew the difference. I, like, my mind has separated the Brack show from Space Ghost, which as much as I love Brack, I have to say I, I preferred original Space Ghost, you know, because I've, it was more of the mix of different absurdist stuff, whereas Brack was, like, leaning in really strongly to the Brack thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and I liked all of them in there together, but yeah. I guess there was also Cartoon Planet in the middle there, which was different. I know what? you're you're giving this yeah. look that I it, had when I was like that was it all in my head was one thing: Space mm-hmm. Ghost, Coast to Coast, and Cartoon Planet. But those were different. What? I was to say what was the different? Because I know at some point they kind of did away with the interview focus on Space Ghost, but it was still Space mm-hmm. Ghost after that. It was. I think that part of it was. Um, I also remember watching episodes when it would come on like reruns when you were watching, you know, not just the new episodes each week, but like I, if I saw Moltar, I was never as excited as if I saw Brack 
And I think that's part of the, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like Moltar was a lot more present in the early episodes and then later mm-hmm. on it was a lot more Brack focused. Heavy on the Brack. <laughs> Heavy on the Brack. Yeah. Heavy on the Brack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I I really I think a lot of that um, that humor that comes from Space Ghost Coast Coast it it's funny because when I watch it now it doesn't strike me as the least bit like revolutionary or different mm-hmm. because it really is I mean as somebody who watched Adult Swim probably before you saw any of that yeah it's the same thing it is well that's why I didn't. I didn't realize this predated Adult Swim by so much. Mm-hmm. I assumed it was kind of just like a part of that whole, that cluster of of shows um, because it is very much the same. Yeah. I don't know why I consumed so much Adult Swim because I was very young. I was, <laughs> I mean, probably like six or seven. I was like well, Charlie's age when I was watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Robot Chicken and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least part of that was when I was in the house because it was definitely... Like, I watched a lot of Adult Swim. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, I you know, but it's it, that that kind of, uh, I don't know, even to call it absurdist humor. It's like surrealism. <laughs> it's just it is like, surrealist. Yeah. Things don't make sense. That's the point. Um, like, shows that took that to an extreme that followed it. I'm thinking of, like, Tim and Eric, like, mm-hmm. awesome show. Like, there were some things that followed that got, got a little too absurd for me. But I felt like Space Ghost was that right amount of, like, it's... It's silly. Sometimes the jokes are like logical. Sometimes they're bizarre. But I, I always like that. There's a little bit of structure here. It's not completely just like, who knows what comes next? It reminded me of uh, another show that I don't know if I should have been watching that you introduced me to, Sid. Um, in, in the slightest way, it reminded me of Wonder Chosen. Like the kind of like uh-huh. humor and structure. <laughs> Sydney and Justin showed me Wonder Chosen. All, all of it. Yeah. Oh, when wow. I was, I mean, probably at the oldest, eight years old. That was when we no. got snowed in. Yeah. And mom and dad left you with us for a week. Well, that, that I was seven then. Yeah. We watched all of Wonder Shows in that School week. School got canceled for a week and mm-hmm. I we were all stuck inside because it was oh, so wow. bad. There was ice everywhere and snow everywhere. And that was what, that's what we watched for a week. Yep. And I remember going to school and being like, why do none of you, none of you know what this is? They're okay. puppets. <laughs> They're puppets. It's for oh, kids. Wow. There are kids in it. Well, and I Man. think I think you can see in a lot of ways Space Ghost, uh, it was testing those waters as to how far, because it didn't push, I don't remember a lot of Space Ghost pushing the envelope the way that like a Wonder no. Shows and did. You well, know? yeah, yeah. It um, definitely was more so like, I wouldn't have felt as much, I shouldn't be watching this. Yes. Yeah. Like I, mean, I that, felt, maybe I don't understand some of it younger when I was younger. But, but it's but, not like, bad. It's not bad. No. Yeah. Um, no, because on Space Ghost, it was more stuff like I was thinking about the episode where they had he raised the sea monkey mm-hmm. banjo <laughs> mm-hmm. until it took over the studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that kind of stuff, which is like, or, what is. <laughs> or when Zorak has what is his nephew on? Raymond? Is Raymond? Yeah. <laughs> and then he eats it, but it's just a tinier, it's the same art as Zorak. Like no different animation, uh-huh. just shrunk down. Yeah. And it's got like a higher pitched voice. <laughs> <laughs> well he flushes all his kids doesn't he like you flush them down the drain or something well, I, yes yes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah <laughs> well, it, 
it was picking up on the style of humor that that clearly took over. But it's funny because you think there was other adult animation, quote unquote, at the time. Stuff like I don't know, like The Simpsons, mm-hmm. um, or like uh, I uh, South Park was on by then. Um, but to me, I don't know. Like it was the difference between like like a joke that's been oh here's the setup, here's the delivery. If you understand my three points of a cultural reference, you'll get the joke. Like, that's fine. I don't really love that style of humor. Like, you know, it's more like, show me a low-res JPEG of a pigeon wearing a wizard hat. And then just, (laughs) like, like, let's go, written underneath of it. I'm like, that's great. That's humor. That's funny. Uh, (laughs) Which which really is, it's funny. I didn't, I've never read to see if, like, did Tim and Eric consider this like uh, an inspiration you got to figure they do did um, tim and eric consider space ghost <laughs> well because like that's so much of like here's a jpeg of paul rudd dancing and we na- we labeled it celery man and it's one of the funniest things that's ever happened on planet <laughs> earth and like why is it so f- i don't know why it's funny i don't know i don't know <laughs> that atm machine saying targus is one of the funniest things that i've ever watched why is that funny i don't know <laughs> one of their one of their producers was William Street, which produced Space Ghost Coast to Coast, correct? Well, well there you go. So I think they have some of the, yeah. Yeah, they the, formerly known as Ghost Planet Industries, yeah. There were a lot of names like I I never know this stuff. Like all the creators, like Justin knows all this, you know, not mm-hmm. nerd stuff, but you know, well. kind of uh, like all the different like names of like who produced this and who was part of this project and I never know all those names, but like um, a lot of the people who would become involved with like after the original success went on to do a lot more stuff like mm-hmm. this. Um, like I think at one point, even like uh, Rob Thomas, who made Veronica Mars, oh, okay. was involved with Space Ghost Coast to Coast. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to consider it, consider that like a spiritual sequel. <laughs> they exist in the same universe is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that they exist in the same universe. <laughs> It's a real talk show in in Veronica Mars land. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, they uh, but the the because sh- the show was like so from ninety four to ninety nine it was on Cartoon Network it was like gone for like a year or something, and then was back as Adult Swim. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. From two thousand one to two thousand four. Now I didn't know there was a streaming thing called Game Tap that it uh-huh. was on from two thousand six to two thousand eight never heard of this i have not heard of this either i don't and they he mainly interviewed like people in the gaming industry uh-huh was justin in, into this aware of this uh you know i gotta ask him i'm sure feels like something yes he, he will know about this i'm just trying to figure out why i was so aware of adult swim if it was 2001 to 2004 oh no that well i mean that's when this was on right. i'm not saying adult swim ran well yeah, yeah. i mean like but i mean that. aqua teen hunger force some of Space Ghost Coast to Coast era of Adult Swim. Well, I mean, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, I'm looking up the years that it ran. I remember watching. And I mean, I remember seeing Space Ghost on TV. It ran all the way up until 2015. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. And like, a lot of these are like, Robot Chicken is, I would guess it's still on. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, C-Lab 2021, I'd forgotten about that. Oh, that's right. That was another kind of, that, that first, era where they were still using like the old footage or like that was the look you know uh-huh mm-hmm. um what's well, because that, that oh go ahead i was just gonna say it's funny to think that it was c-lab 2021 and that's now yeah <laughs> that's true yeah. oh <laughs> well it's 
because that kind of gave way to the Venture Brothers, which to this day is one of my favorite animated shows ever. But mm-hmm. they, they took that kind of style, but they made fresh animation and like beautiful animation. And but it still had that same kind of blend of humor, you know? Yeah. You know, I it struck me when you said this is one of the first like on Cartoon Network was mm-hmm. like one of their first bit like right solo things um most of the cartoons i watched that were more so for kids growing up were cartoon network shows i i was more so into that channel than the disney channel sometimes i i enjoyed my fair share of disney shows but it was mostly cartoon network cartoons that i was into and i feel like i can definitely see this sort of humor like they put some of that style into those shows, even if they were the ones more so for kids, mm-hmm. for like the the older siblings or the parents watching with the kids on Cartoon Network right up until like Adult Swim would come on late at night. Yes. Like I think of like um, Courage the Cowardly Dog or the yeah. Grim Adventures of uh, Billy and, and Mandy, like those kind of shows that were kind of spooky and like a little bit more adult sort of mm-hmm. style and humor. But I also watch them like religiously growing up. And and you think of in a broader sense can give way to shows today like um, Steven Universe, mm-hmm. which is equally for adults and kids, I would say, mm-hmm. like funny, beautiful, creative, meaningful. You get it on multiple levels, mm-hmm. um, like finally fuses that. So you don't have like, oh, but you can't watch this because there's some words, you, you know, or right. like there's some sex in there or something, yeah. you know, and like also moves away from like the stuff that's really just for kids yeah you know that like as an adult i have to watch some of that sometimes and i'm just like sort of staring like a doc mcstuffins <laughs> yeah except sometimes the music on doc mcstuffins is so good that's fair <laughs> i'm just saying or a rainbow ruby perhaps she's not bossy she's the boss is i mean it slaps yeah so. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that uh, is that's true because i can think like that i loved rescue rangers as a kid I have those on DVD. Like, I can watch them kind of nostalgically, but I'm not entertained by them. But, like, Powerpuff Girls or, Mm -hmm. like, Dexter's Lab or, like, Mm -hmm. Riley, some of the ones you mentioned. Like, I could still watch those now and think that they were fun and, like, funny and the animation is great. Like, that's definitely, like, you're right. That that hit that first evolution of, like, anybody can enjoy these cartoons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, I, I mean, as I've mentioned before, like, the show always held this really special place to me because um it was like it was fun to have things like that i don't know if this is this is probably still true i just feel like so much of culture is like available to everybody all the time Mm -hmm. that it's harder to find like a weird niche that nobody else knows about yeah um but space goes coast to coast for me was that it was this weird niche thing that taylor you probably first showed it to me because anything cool you usually should i mean honestly like (laughs) what like like seven eight-year-old me like hey sid you gotta check out this talk show that i really into (laughs) well i mean probably in all honesty like all the cool stuff i liked it was because you told me about it um if it was nerdy i found it (laughs) you're like there's this show buffy the vampire slayer i think you'd like and i'm like have you ever listened to carol king (laughs) (laughs) i i like carol king though so that's good well we did a cultural exchange (laughs) But uh, Space Coast Coast to Coast was one of those things where it's like nobody knew about it. It was this weird thing that when I met Justin and we started talking about a shared love of Space Coast, it was like, (gasps) we both like this thing. (laughs) We must 
we must share a lot of things like interests and, you know, like our ideas of humor and like a lot. We yeah. must have a lot in common because there's this like this one thing. And it, it I mean, there was so much coded into that, enjoying that, getting it, mm-hmm. finding it funny. I, there was just so much there that like uh, if, if you like that, I, I like you. Yeah, we've got to. Um, and we did. We used to call each other on our house phones, our oh home gosh. phones. He would call and say, hi, Mr. and Mrs. Smurl. Is Sydney there? Could I please speak to her? <laughs> <laughs> and in order to avoid that, you know what you could do? Hmm. We would schedule a time. I, Taylor, I don't know if you ever did this. He would schedule I, I, I a time I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> that he was going to call me. And I would, right before then, I would call the time and, and weather channel. There was a... there. Are, number there was a number you could dial and it would tell you what time it was and what the weather was that's the only way you could know the time riley that was it there weren't even clocks <laughs> there weren't even clocks no no or the you weather you just had to guess uh, you could call a number and they would be like the time is the weather is and you could sit there and listen to it and then he would beep in mm-hmm. so then the phone wouldn't ring oh that's how you also got calls late at night if it was yep. like past the time you're supposed to get calls because like i was old enough at some point during this to have a phone in my bedroom, mm-hmm. a corded phone. And I would sit there on my phone listening and waiting until the beep and then click over <laughs> to avoid this parents. Is, this go. has been the basis of our show for like six years now. And I still, when you all talk about some of these things, just trying to imagine doing this as a teenager <laughs> just is baffling to me. It seems so so foreign to me <laughs> that's how we that's how we got to watch space ghost because it was on late and so yeah. to be on the phone which i mean probably mom and dad wouldn't have cared but to be on the phone that late that mm-hmm. was our that was what we would do and then we would sit there and talk on our phones while we watched space ghost coast coast wow <laughs> and then it would end be like well okay i'll talk to you tomorrow about space ghost <laughs> yeah that I, I think that's really sweet that you guys shared that and it, it does make sense because i feel like it's still both of your both of your style of humor Mm -hmm. it's like that you know but because at the time like the adult cartoons it's like oh they're adult because there's a lot of like sex and and violence and stuff and it's like that is that the dividing line like no this is for adults because it's smarter or it's funnier or it's Mm -hmm. irreverent but like you know it doesn't have to be offensive or hypersexual to be adult yeah i think that's true and it was the beginning we weren't quite to the point where people finally realized that like punching down is never funny mm-hmm. and it's lazy and please stop doing it because it just hurts people mm-hmm. right. <laughs> um but i feel like that that that's where the conversation started happening where people who started making things where it was like there were there i mean yes at times they're kind of giving the guests a hard time but overall i mean these are also like famous people mm-hmm. so right. <laughs> they, they have a significant yeah. amount of power but like uh, overall it's more just about being funny in your own right and being silly and and doing things that are you don't have to like harm someone to enjoy and um and i do i do think that's where like a lot of what i enjoy and find funny and connect to creatively today Mm -hmm. that's where it is but and you probably did introduce me to it tay (laughs) i don't know maybe i i definitely i mean i remember us watching it together a lot you showed me Buffy. You showed me Weezer. I mean, <laughs> I had 
introduced you to such high culture. I like that you said that you introduced the nerdy things and I introduced the cool things. And then you re- listed Buffy and Weezer as the cool things that I introduced you to. Neon Genesis Evangelion. I yes, only know about super, that because of you. Super cool. Shiki Yugi. Yeah. What you all the coolest stuff. What did I give you? I gave you Archie's. I gave you Carol King. <laughs> We were just dealing in two different kinds of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I probably onboarded you with all of my like I mom was into all the um astrology and like that sort of stuff, like all of that. The occult. I probably onboarded you to the occult. <laughs> mm, yeah. The mom mom onboarded both of us to the occult. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Welcome. Thank you. Riley. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> now you get to share in Space Ghost. It's really relevant to, the, you know, lots of modern conversations I have with all my friends. So yeah. I appreciate you bringing me, <laughs> bringing me into it. You need to load up that musical barbecue CD into your 12 CD changer in the back of your car. That you mm-hmm. surely have, right? Right. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's solid. Otherwise, you have to listen to one CD at a time. <laughs> and what is that? <laughs> Well, you got to get an organizer, but then changing CDs while you're driving is a whole other... You need a co-pilot for that. Hmm. And then you could always get one of those visor things ah. for your CDs. But, like, I always had too many. And I remember you, you having ones? one of those. Yeah. I had, I had like, the book, too, mm-hmm. that would come in the car. Mm-hmm. The book of CDs that you bring in your car. Yes. <laughs> I can't think of that visor CD holder without thinking of that tortilla that, for some reason, we stuck behind it and then forgot about. <laughs> for years. <laughs> and then it came shattering down on me one day. <laughs> well, That's why Sydney's car always <laughs> smelled like meat. <laughs> oh, the meat mobile. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. This has been fun. It started off, we're all enjoying things together. Now we're making fun of Sydney's meat car again. <laughs> I, How I, it I, always make, ends. I was a contributor to those meaty smells, okay? <laughs> I wasn't. I can just make fun of it because I was just subject to it in the backseat. You were probably eating chicken nuggets and french fries back there. Yeah, Yeah, but I wasn't leaving them back there. (laughs) At times, I'm sure they were left back there. Everything was at some point. It's true. And that neon. Well, thank you both. This has been really fun. It was really fun to get to watch some of those and listen to the music Mm -hmm. and stuff. And it's nice. The... The show itself is not resonating a ton with Charlie and Cooper yet. I think they're still too young. The music really does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I should show them the Brack show because I feel like that might appeal to them a little more. Yeah. Um, but they'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll forgive them for now. <laughs> um, but thank you both. I really enjoyed thank getting you. to talk about it. Uh, what's next, hey? I would like to talk about the musical stylings of Tegan and Sarah. All right. Mm-hmm. Are you going to make us a mix? I'm going to, yeah. So so similar to the Green Day one. I'm not going to pick one album. The earlier albums, definitely, I, I listened to a lot more. But their newer stuff is good, too. So I'm just going to make you a mix that covers their whole disco- discography. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exciting. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you both. Thank you, listeners. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Um, I hope someday Space Ghost will come back long enough to interview me. Oh, wow. Wouldn't that you be amazing? Can, I know. You two can be there. I'll let you both be Thanks. there. Thanks. Maybe Justin. <laughs> I didn't think there was a higher like thing to, to aspire to than being on the same variety show as Homestar Runner, but I think being on Space Ghost, that's it. 
It was, they've brought him back to interview celebrities for like very specific marketing things for different movies. Like Jack Black got interviewed by Space Ghost at one point for a movie saying mm-hmm. Gulliver's Travels. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I think I think there's there's a possibility. There's what I'm saying is there's a chance. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you all. You should go to MaximumFun.org. There are lots of wonderful shows. They're not all about Space Ghost, but some might be. I don't know. You should listen to them and find out. Uh, you can tweet at us at stillbuff. You can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. And you can uh, please enjoy <laughs> our theme song. <laughs> Thank you. I I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> I've lost it. Uh, thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This, is, this has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Spur. <laughs> I am still buffering. And, and I am too. too. We're really buffering today. <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> Please tell me. What day is it? I'm confused, you see. Is it Monday? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Max Fun Drive's almost here. It starts on Monday, May 3rd, ends on May 14th, and it's the best time to support the shows you love. Here are some folks like you sharing what Max Fun and our shows mean to them. Most importantly, it's meant community. And uh, yeah, just thanks for hanging out, making joke up, and making my week a little bit brighter. So thanks, Max Fun, for making me a better person and making sure that I'm surrounded by better people thanks again for all you do love supporting max fun and uh keep it up come back monday may 3rd for more details from your favorite hosts we'll have some of the best episodes of the year special max fun drive thank you gifts and maybe a few surprises that's monday may 3rd until then maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned listener supported